Welcome to Art School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Earth School. You are very, very welcome. Um, We hope you had a lovely little celebration to mark the summer solstice and to get some of that lovely peak energy into your body and to allow you to express yourself or just to warm the system back into life or defrost some of those little places that might need a little bit of love and care. So this week we're stepping into the energies of the 25th, about the 1st of July. Um, and as always, we're chatting about sort of the energies that are available, present to us, or sometimes we just pick a certain theme that seems to be popping up or sort of around the collective or within our work that we're seeing also. Like, So as always, um, take what resonates, um, leave a little bit, bit of space to digest it, and we hope you enjoy. So hi, Bibi. Hi, Rosalina. Hi, everybody. So my dear, mm. sort of starting into sort of, yeah, so yeah, where would you like to take this week's episode when you sort of look and feel into the energies that are sort of mm. swirling around us? Mm. Um, I think it'd be really interesting to explore sort of the themes of how creativity can show up in us and through us and how manifestation can show up in in so many different ways but maybe through the lens of what's currently going on in terms of maybe a different take a different notion on looking at retrogrades so when the planets from our point being perceived to go backwards you know which is always like the big <gasps> don't book a flight if mercury is in retrograde <laughs> you know but i feel there's this there's, there's so much more to it but maybe instead of honing in on, on one specific sort of archetypal energy is more so the I feel like this wave like motion that I'm perceiving at the moment is a bit like in a bathtub being you know mm-hmm. swashed and sloshed back and forth and which can be I think on one hand very if we're somewhere anchored in in a in a in a way in our life it can feel very exciting and new and you know I sort of it's so easy to say well just surrender into it and see what what comes and there's a lot of new things sort of washing on our shores but it can also feel for some of us or it can feel like for us both sort of experience at the same time can feel also a little disorienting you know it's like did I not just walk down that path five steps and now it seems I'm being washed back the pushback I'm receiving is this something is this a sign I you know I shouldn't walk down Mm -hmm. this path or is this like just an obstacle I have to push through I think there can be all these questions that are coming up maybe around like how we how we create our life how we manifest the things and the experiences in our life that we dream about like how do we manifest even our essence into this world so I think that would be an interesting take maybe to go into that conversation of this sort of back and forward movement. Mm-hmm. Because we, like for anybody who's been listening to all of our podcasts, that's sort of like been a theme that's been running through it nearly since we started it. Like, do you know, and it always will be because we are here in a sense to express our true selves, our true essence on this plane. Like, But I feel like things that you might have got away with previously you're just not getting away with mm-hmm. that way like and I also feel like it, sort of like it's nearly like the little hurdles not that they're getting bigger but they're kind of getting to the core of the matter like 
Do you know, like where you maybe you've been shying away, maybe where you've been shrinking back, maybe where you've been going, no, no, but this is fine. Like, you know, I don't maybe I'm not able to have that there experience that or be that in my life. Like, and I think for a lot of people, it's in that space of, you know, it's kind of like, you know, as you use the word water and all there, like, you know, like you can go just lie in the water and do your dead man's float like. But sometimes mm-hmm. you can also feel like you're really swallowing the water or you're being dragged underneath by it. Or you feel like your boat has absolutely no direction whatsoever. Like, And I still feel we're very much in that one foot in both worlds. And at times it feels like the legs are getting pulled further apart versus coming closer together to give that stability. Like, And I think that's where the, the creativity manifestation and all of that comes into play. Like, Is that they are still spaces off that manifestation isn't just when I have landed my feet somewhere or have something. I'm constantly like not even working with it like because you're doing it full stop and every day and every moment like doing you know, the same with creativity you're doing that and every day and every moment it's just that we might not see it that way because we tend to stick them in two big labels of creativities maybe if I'm out dancing or out you know painting a picture or out writing something manifestation is when you know I've really put my head into this is what I'm manifesting now this car this job this whatever and it's only when I get the end product that I feel I have manifested. But I feel like there's so many little doorways in between all of that is where we're manifesting through our choices or stories or words, how we speak to ourselves, how we are in the world. Mm, yeah, and I think uh, I keep bringing it back to the breath because the breath is we don't have the breath and it's just such a, a straightforward analogy, you know, in terms of creativity. So for the breath to work for you to have a good out breath you need to have a good in breath for you to have a good in breath you need a good out breath so there is inherently in us wired the the coming and the going the receiving and the giving and i think that's inherent to manifestation it's like where do and how do i receive inspiration and how do i bring that into the world and again by inspiration i don't necessarily mean the big breakthrough ideas of like you know i've got this business or i like you know there's a play i want to write and bring into the world you know it doesn't have to be of that magnitude it's simply even if you think of so there's this unconscious part of your breath it just happens all the time and then there is magic that happens when you start to bring awareness to the breath right so you're now the breath is still happening automatically but now you're watching it so you're co-creating with the breath you're more aware of what comes in and you're more aware of what and the quality that goes out so i think to for me creativity has to be somewhere connected to we how do we relate to our breath because it's the it's the foundation of it all and then when we get that as a principle then it's really ripples into everything it's the way you make your morning coffee you know it's it's the way in which you receive a hug and the way in which you give a hug you know we be more present in that and i think the presence the awareness of is actually what lets us realize how creative we are moment by moment by moment which is done pay attention to it for, for, for very good reasons. Um, and I think in this time that we're in, it is like, I feel like this is massive internal um, road trip, 
you know, you know, it's like when you go on a road trip, there are always parts that you like, really love because mm-hmm. they're scenic or they're like, you know, just exactly what sort of like what you feel you need and you want. And then there are these sort of parts of a road trip that are always a bit like, maybe you have to go on a motorway for a while, or maybe you just have to like, there's not much happening seemingly. And that's an outer road trip you know I think what we're going through is an internal mm-hmm. road trip over the last year year and a half and and sometimes we have these like oh my god these breakthroughs it's like I see myself maybe in a different way or oh wow I like I really appreciate that relationship that I actually didn't pay attention to beforehand but then there are these stretches where seemingly nothing happens and I think but things are happening because as long as you're alive, you, mm. you know, things are always happening, but they're happening on a level that our normal awareness isn't catching it. Mm-hmm. So I think so much about this time is can we can we refine? I mean, if stuff is happening in the outside, by all means, go with it. If, if, if you're kind of in full manifestation mode in that way, you mm-hmm. know, don't necessarily... Um, second guess yourself you know but for a lot of us or there could be other areas in your life where you don't feel quite like that and so I think for those areas it's a it's a it's an invitation to become more sensitive to look a little closer to to read between the lines you know to see like like on an external road trip the seemingly boring stretch well it's after I'll get me from A to B and it's the same on the inside I think there are so many swishes energetically and and reconnections that are happening on the inside to help us eventually get from A to B um, but they may not always carry that external, you know, creativity or manifestation connected to it right in this moment. Yeah, mm. that this like to me, I would call that like the space in between, like you know, or the void and the, like the fertile ground and all. Like, and it can be a place that is for some people like really hard to be in because we're we're told, you know, like do and show and have something to you know produce at the end of the day almost like but these spaces to me is like where we're being shaped from within like you know it's you're you're getting to know really your own internal emotional landscape too you're catching the little the little dots the little things that poke at you the little you begin to see possibly the qualities that you have that you didn't even maybe begin to even notice you had the strengths the things that make you innately you you, you sort of begin to experience them very subtly, but then over time you begin to maybe see them and you can begin to hone them then like and strengthen them. Do you know, like, but in that space, like to me, it's like, to me, that's even a more creative space than when you're very conscious of it. Like, do you know, like, because here there's so, there's so much richness in all of that if we can stay with it. And that's the thing to me is like staying with that space because there's going to be so much in our heads have been programmed to look for the next thing and if, oh well if it's not moving now that obviously means that it's broke there's a block it needs fixing so I can get moving again as quick as possible <laughs> and to me mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like sometimes yeah that can be it but I feel for a lot of people at the moment and some like or just people at the moment it's like no the brakes are on do you know like or the, like they're you know like you've got the handbrake up and you're moving a little bit but not really at any mm-hmm. full speed but because we need to be there, like to see what's actually available to me in this moment, like, and how can I, I think the biggest thing is how can I be with this moment and this space? Because we're going to meet this in all aspects of our life throughout our entire life. But if we're in this sort of collective space of it, whether it's subtle or whether it's very much in our face, we get the opportunity to really go, I can either leave this very quickly 
And by doing that, I will probably have to meet it somewhere down the road a little bit more mm. in a constructive way. Or I can be with the impatience possibly or the fear of it'll never leave, it'll never go and this is going to be here forever. And I can actually go, okay, if I sink into this more, what else could I actually find here? Like, Because mm. to me, it's like it, this will be the the fabric, the, this will be the, the little... I'm working with wool, but this will be the little bits of wool that will make your new tapestry like, and it can be very different and colourful in a sense than maybe what you've come before, even though that may have been very nourishing and very good for you at the same time. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it always comes back to baking for me <laughs> when you were saying I was like, like, you know, some things you just have to beat in the mixer for yeah. an incredibly long time. And, you know, I remember like traveling when I didn't have an electric mixer with me and you just kind of approached that recipe by hand. And you just, you know, you just beat and beat and beat and beat the mixture. And um, you think this is going nowhere. And it forms at the very last moment. And it feels like very much, you know, this is this is a time like that so to me always you know what I'm always asking myself how can I have a sense of aliveness how can I have a sense of um yeah an aliveness in in the mess you know how can I not be too dulled out you know because like sometimes it just you just feel dull mm. like you literally look at your face and go and it's like even and it's needed because we know even when we work with the the menstrual cycle you know like I know at a certain part of the month I'm just like I look at my face it doesn't matter if I put makeup on or not there's just a dullness there and like you know I've learned to really appreciate that because it's like okay what you're doing today is like you're not going out you're going to stay in and so sometimes the dullness in that way, you know, is, is, is very potent. But how can I be still alive in that dullness? You know, how can I be with what's mm. unfolding? So for those of us who are doing the moon work or for us who are relating to any of those cycle works, it, it's it's that how can I be with it and not just fingers crossed, hoping I get out quick on the other side? Because we're sort of bypassing the mm. magic that it could be, but we're still experiencing all the pain. So I'm, I'm like, if I have to experience some discomfort and pain, I <laughs> I really want to have some sort of payoff for this at the end. Mm. And so how how awake can I be in that, you know? Um, and I think there's a, there's a huge amount of pulling off the label, sort of quality going on at the moment, you know? Like, what are we labeling as boring or what mm. have we been labeling as you know too extreme or what have you been labeling as like that's not for me or what have you been labeling that's for me that's my box I'm sitting in and I think that's sort of that's sort of what I'm working with at the moment you know in terms of that like that aliveness in that in that sort of pause in that half like one foot in the gas battle but like still the handbrake well you very well pulled you know uh in that in that sort of space I'm, I'm sort of trying to observe what are my definitions that I'm placing upon the world and the people in my life and myself and are they still accurate mm -hmm. you know and like what I found with working with them some still resonate and they get to stay somewhere because we all need some sort of um boundaries and, and and ways in which we process but some labels have deeply deeply changed you know there they could come off and go like okay that's that's actually not me anymore or oh my god I held that person in in that prison by thinking that's that person was xyz so time to pull that label off and you know uh, and seeing that person a different way you know does that mean like I necessarily need to see that person every day no 
you know, but there's, there, there's so much richness and the capacity to do that when we then get to release the handbrake and fully go out is reflected in how we then create life as we go out, how we manifest things for ourselves. So I think it's this still this reorganization of diving a little bit deeper of, I think there's a lot of definition work, but it's not putting the definition down, but it's still more mm. so, so much retrograde stuff as well, like questioning things. Mm. It's yeah. like, which I, yeah, yeah. which I think is a huge part in, you know, if you think of, if you think of art or creativity, maybe in a more formalized way, the way we say like art is not just the painting and the music and the, and the, and the beauty we see out there. But even if we take that as an example, so much of that artistic expression is about breaking ground rules. And there is something about innate authentic creativity or expression that is always to some extent a trailblazer it's not always a trail sometimes a trailblazer with a lot of you know fanfare and with like a lot of noise to it but sometimes it's the quiet trailblazer that's just setting new standards that are setting a new direction and i feel the the questioning and 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 the of our definitions is the precursor to the inspiration that might come to the creativity that might then eventually be the output. What I think is really nice to do is, is for people to think about who embodies those qualities that they like, that, that they're a trailblazer, like, do you know, like off someone who expands beyond sort of maybe the limited definition of what that is to be a singer, a performer, an artist, a dancer, whatever it might be like you know like because and especially those that you're really drawn to because that can give you sort of information or an energy that you can also possibly work with especially if it really is something that you go god I wish I was like xyz like and I nearly better choose somebody who's not in your own field of work like but something completely different that way because it's not going to be stung with the comparison or maybe that's the only reason why it is like but a pure energy that you're looking at like especially when it comes to those qualities like like if you think of Bjork she lives by like she lives by her own rules she performs by her own rules it's a whole performance it's not just about the lyrics like do you know like so it's moving totally outside what some people would call like just well get up and sing your song and that's that like and I remember mm-hmm. seeing an EP and I'll not get her name right now. I think it's Katrina, is it? Or Catherine and the Stars or something. I can't remember her name. But I remember just watching her. And all she doing was singing and dancing. But I was like, oh my God. Like, she is just purely herself. And she, to me, she was the best singing EP. Like, because I was like, everybody else up singing all these great songs. And they were all really famous and all. And I think she is quite famous, but I'd never heard of her. And I was like, she just holds that space and that stage. And she is just doing her thing. You know, like from right from her root up through her entire being, like, you know, so it's really nice to look for people or aspects or even made up ones to see who inspires you or what inspires you, because that can be used then to help you move through the space. You know, like asking, okay, can I start playing with what that would feel like in my own realm of whatever I do in my life? Like, you know, can I allow a little bit of that nearly like lightning energy to strike almost like, especially if I feel I'm too you know, I've put myself in all these little boxes and all these little labels and I really want to tear them all off. 
but like, oh my God, what open? Because that's like when you're in this space of sitting in the middle of nothingness and emptiness, there also is the, the need to remove yourself out of those boxes and to start pushing down the little things you've placed around you or others have put on you. But then you've decided maybe, oh, that's what they see me as, so I'll keep that. So then there, you have to deal with all the internal landscape that comes with that, the emotions that come with that. Like, am I going to lose all my friends? Will I not be taken seriously? Will people think I've lost it? Do you know, like all the things like that come with that, you know, like, and to me, when you're in that emptiness, that's the space to do that because you're already meeting it that way. Like, you know, like, and then when you start moving out, you'll meet it more in a different way because you're actually going to be in the expression of it. Do you know, like you might just be in the internal part of it first. And then if you imagine you're opening the door, you're sticking your head out, you're putting a toe out and then maybe more voices will come and go, oh, seriously, I don't think they're ready for this or I don't think you can do this. But then hopefully you have more of a stable foundation internally to go, yeah, but that's okay. I can, you know, step out as this version of myself for this moment. Like, because I think all the roles and the stories and everything that we place around ourselves, I think it is the redefining of them. Like it is the space now. Like why have I chosen this list of 20 names to call myself? Like, do you know, like I'm this and I'm this and I'm this and this. And I, I just don't, I just can't, I, I'm just like, I don't name myself anything. Like, you know, people go, what do you do? I'm just, I just do what I do. Like, do you know, like, so it's like, but they all can either support me or they can limit me. Like, so I think it's a nice space to play with that. The labels that you put on yourself, do they actually feed the way forward or do they limit you like mm. yeah I think when you you know when you when we think of courage and confidence and authenticity and like where do they come from it's not just that you know when you think of those artists they don't just put them on you know at the moment of their like their expression of their creativity you know um there is you can see with those artists there is a a deep a deep inner conversation that goes on and you can also see with a lot of artists that that conversation hasn't hasn't finished mm. like they haven't arrived in I love all parts of myself mm. you know so a lot of the times we hold ourselves back until we go like well hang on a minute I need to integrate all those other parts and who I am because I'm there there's still that but there is for sure you can <clears throat> energetically you can sense it you can see it in their eyes in their how they talk about their craft as well when they've been interviewed I think it's really interesting I, I love watching interviews um more so even than biographies often um of 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 people that I thought I think fast are fascinating because you have the body language to it as well and if they're being interviewed by somebody you know that has those skills to make that person really comfortable you know you can see that's not just a, a two-second fixed interview like to create a sort of a, a shine for for everyone to see but you can start or if you see a couple of different interviews you see sort of like there's some commonality coming through and you can see the connection you know and I think this is this is the time for that foundation we go okay if I want to live my life with authenticity what does that even mean because authentic to whom authentic to what so there has to be the question is like who am I authentically and then also how do I show up in a, when, I've, when what I would define, I'm out of my authenticity because mm. nobody else can really define that for you. It's like you can only feel whether you're vibrating on that that line or if you're off. So there is that whole question. Then the sense of courage and strength, a lot of the times I find it's like just jumping on a deep end. I don't know. At, at times you have to start before you're ready and sometimes that is appropriate, but we've been celebrating that aspect without necessarily in the mainstream 
investigating psychologically more well what do i need in order to show up in the world confidently like what is the foundation for a sense of courage or power you know like just fingers crossed and hope it shows up at the last minute you know so this is the time to kind of to relate to that i mean typically we gain strength in the struggle that's why you go to the gym and you load up extra weight you know that's how you get like 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 stronger you know and you might enjoy being in the, in the gym but the actual exercise is pain and your muscles are crying and that's the pain you experience you know um so i'm gonna kick off that uh, that that's okay too but you know this is like we get stronger by having an extra load on and that extra low can be in different ways, but that extra low can also be emotional. You know, when you go through emotionally really difficult time, that's we never feel strong in those times. But when we're present with that, when we're present with sort of our questioning of the, ourselves and our capacity, and but we're staying with it, we're not tearing ourselves down, we're just watching as we walk. And when we come out of that difficult squeeze, that's when we then feel strong. We never feel strong when we're in the arena of the fight. And so... I feel when it comes to creativity, this is the time to really, this is such a, such a, it's not an easy, but it's such a ripe time, such a rich time to make all of those connections, those foundations underneath that then feed into your authentic expression, that feed into you showing up in life with courage when everyone around you thinks you're, you've lost it and you're like, no. That 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 what that's what's coming through, and this is my expression, and unapologetically, I'll bring that out into the world. You know, these things come from a deep internal connection. You know, and also, also feeds into the the, the realm, the spiritual realm, or the realm is like, how do you feel supported? You know, if like if the physical world around you feel is not supporting you, where where mm. do you see your place in in this world in terms of like I always think of the world as a massive jigsaw, and for me, each and every one of us has this little. We have a little perfect jigsaw piece, you know, and if we just flatten all the edges, the whole puzzle falls apart. But if we step into our own individuality, everything, community, you know, the collective comes together. And so it is this, like, how do I find that courage to to be my own unique puzzle piece? Because hopefully none of the puzzle pieces look the same because I'm being an awful <laughs> jigsaw to put together, you know. But somehow in life, we forget that. Somehow in life, we go like, oh, I have to be a bit more like that person, a bit more like that person. And so I think now is the time to sort of allow those those edges and the corners. And the, the, the I also find the dimensionality of us to come through. You know, so much of, 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 of life, of fast living modern Western life, because it's so challenging actually to keep up, can sort of make us all streamlined. And I, I don't know, I get that sometimes with cars. When I look at cars, I think, like, oh, but that's my personal opinion of the modern cars are supremely boring. They like all look the same, they even have the same colors. And I have this kind of thing for like cars from like, you know, the 70s and the 80s. And I just, when I even look at them, I'm like, you know, I personally, I'm, I'm like, okay, there's aliveness there. And I think a lot of modern life that is streamlined towards um, making a living personally or even in a corporate world, um, making a profit for the shareholders, that we sometimes lose the flair. And I think when you think back of Björk or artists like that, what they have is flair, not a fake flair, but an authentic mm -hmm. flair. And I think this is the time to sort of connect back to that within us as well, the sort of individuality the flair the you know not forcefully but just allowing those parts of us that aren't like anyone else mm. just to be there you know mm. 
and see what comes from that. Because if you think like in certain businesses, businesses or even products or just services and all there as well, if it works, why fix it? Or else I'm like, yeah, if it works, that's fine. But like, it can always be different. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, because it's like, it's not about being perfect, but I'm like, it can always just be different. Like you could add on an extra little wheel or you could add on an extra little color or you could take that off or something. Do you know, like to me, it's never like, you know, this. And I think sometimes we go, well, if it's working, like, you know, if I'm doing this and it's working, then I shouldn't change it, like, because it's working, like. And I'm like, but sometimes it'll decide its life cycle has ended, like, just like all growth cycles come to an end. Sometimes they'll go into another phase, another experience of it. But even in that there, some part of it will look to be evolved. Like, I know that might not apply to a packet of milk, like, but just think of life, like, do you know, like, but some part of it will be looking to evolve, like, do you know, like, so even if you've been teaching like yoga for the last 10 years, like, I like, like, and the same with Reiki, I go to people, if you're still teaching it, and I don't mean that in a judgy way, but I'm like, if you're still teaching that the same way you did 10 years ago, something's wrong, like, because hopefully you've grown and you've evolved and therefore the way you even share or the words or the way you hold the space or just the way you step into the space, something sh will have grown and evolved too, like, in that there, like, and I think sometimes we forget too about, like, just to keep using the words of our artists and all there, like, I was two people I follow, there's one woman, a year and a half it took her to do her painting. Her, and it's sort of like psychedelic, like, and it's amazing. And she, a year and a half, and she's like um, putting up a video in the next couple of days, sort of showing that process. Do you know, like, so there's the commitment, the dedication that I will keep showing up to this year because even though part of her head could have went, this is not working, I don't think so. And da, 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 you know, all the stories, a part of her kept showing up because something else bigger than her was calling her forward into it. Another artist showed a picture and it was deadly and she scrapped it. She burnt it. Do you know, like, and you're like, that's the sacrifice, like asking, yeah, like this, it's just not the expression I know wants to come through me. And that's my safe expression there. And she burnt it like, and I was like, that's that that sort of that energy working in that realm, like because sometimes we think things need to come so quickly, but sometimes things need that time to really come out in the fullness that they're meant to come out in with all the little things they need in themselves or you need in yourself just for life. Never mind chatting about things outside of us. And sometimes it just takes that time, like. Do you know, like, but I think sometimes we get so caught up in this, like, well, you know, it's been two weeks, like, you know, it's been two months, seriously to God, like I should be feeling better now, or things should be different now, or I should have this out in the world by now, or I should have X, Y, Z. Do you know, like, and sometimes it's like, sometimes the longer cycle is just the cycle we're in at that stage, like. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot has to do with how we have collectively commodified art and expression. Um, also yoga practices, um, you know, and when I was training people, we were always talking about this, you know, how do you make a living as a yoga teacher? And I think my teacher, Sharon, uh, she actually said, sometimes it's the best to actually have your day job going for mm -hmm. a while because you take the pressure off of 
your creative expression through your art through your teaching yoga whatever you're doing to have to provide for you and I think Elizabeth Gilbert said mm. something similar we were actually on that together yeah. oh yeah we didn't know each other really <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. kind of we came <laughs> five rows behind you <laughs> I don't know it was years ago and um, I remember her so well saying that at some point she made I think it was for you not for you probably love um, big magic I think was the book yeah and she she was talking about writing and how at some point after having written eat pray love and uh, you know the commercial success of it all and then written two or three other books that no publisher even wanted Mm. to publish um, and you kind of hear that and you go like, really, is that possible after, you know, such a big success would the next one not be just normal? And she's like, at some point she had to make a pact with her artistic writing, with her writing expression to take the pressure off writing, mm-hmm. that writing will never have to provide for her, that she will always provide for writing. So if that means getting another job mm-hmm. or, you know, having income in some way so that when she writes, she can step into that creative expression, you know? Um, and I think... It's not that creativity and money are disconnected as such. I feel when we, however, are, and this is sort of, um, it takes a while to kind of like digest and let that settle in and maybe make peace with oneself. But, you know, the idea of having to go back to another job in order to provide for your, you know, photography, for example. So you can get all the equipment because it can be Mm -hmm. super expensive, you know, at times. Or if you need to study up on something because you want to bring something online, you need to learn, you know, videography to do, but you're not even in the video sort of field. Like to have a job that provides for that. So then you have freedom, complete freedom for that expression. Because when we put money beforehand, it is actually a filter. If I'm going like, but I don't have enough money to do that, we're already cutting ourselves short. Um, If we go, well, will this bring me money in? And it's a very, you know, we all have to pay our bills. It's a very legit question. The problem is when we make our, if if we're talking about heartfelt artistic expression, creativity in that sense, for that to carry our mortgage or our rent payment, and when we're not used to being in the creative flow or knowing naturally, if that's not something that we have done for a long time, and even then it can throw us, it, it can just cut off your creativity completely and you can feel like you're not creative because you go, I need to bring something out that, I mean, a lot of times it goes into, so it works for most people. Mm-hmm. And I remember like Sharon also saying, it's like if you teach yoga authentically, the way you really see it from a deep, not everyone will want it. Not everyone will want anyway what everyone is teaching, but there will be that. And so if you go, if it needs to pay your bills, you need to teach yoga now in a way that's very palatable. And so when we look at the development and commodification of yoga, there's a lot of that has happened, that the depth of yoga has been sort of put to the fringes because, you know, get your core on and get flexible is what sells. And it's not necessarily inherently a bad thing, but it's just like one fraction of the whole picture. And what I see having worked with yoga teachers for such a long time is that yoga teachers are now feeling or have been feeling for a long time, I need to also teach like that, just the physical aspect of it. And so people are drawn to yoga because of what it does for them, for the wealth of of depth and richness. And they look and you can see that in a training, they're looking for a creative expression of that and to pass that on to their friends. And then somehow in the reality, come out of a teacher training and go into the world of teaching yoga, the way it shows up in a lot of places, not everywhere, 
they go like, but if I actually teach that that studio doesn't want me to do an um and that studio doesn't want me to sing and that studio does not want me to talk about anything spiritual, like there is a flattening and you go like, okay, I can do this. I can just f- push through and you can really see the creativity being pushed out and with that, the life force. And mm-hmm. oftentimes I've seen it so many times. It's like between six to 12 months is when the burnout comes for yoga teachers that are really heartfelt, that are really actually passionate about it, you know? Um, and I've seen it sort of witnessed it from sort of from the outside in other fields, fields as well. So this is just a little reminder that, you know, when you look at your own creativity, just make sure that, you know, you have maybe one outlet of your creativity that has nothing to do with having to be, um, that they're having to bring in any sort of financial success or even with that goes only any acknowledgement from everyone mm. else. So have, if even if you're a knitter, you know, just like make make the garments that you want, not necessarily the ones that I can see it even in the knitting world. Like sometimes with like the likes, it's like there's a trend and there's like that's in. And so if I post that and knitting, I get more likes. So it's, 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 it's just everywhere. And I think we're at a point in our society where uh, we're invited to bring the individuality back. But that really can only come through your creativity if your creativity doesn't have to provide for you. So that would be just, I think, one big portal to open. Like if you feel stuck in your creativity, just check. It's like, is that is it connected with always appraisal or money? And can you find a different way for it to have some outlet to play with it? I think that will just way open up. Because mm. it ends you. up strangling it. Completely. It ends up taking the life force off it. Like, and I would say the same to people when they're, you know, they're coming say Reiki and all there and it's like oh my god this is so good and I'm going to start offering it like and you know you know I'm just going to set up the business and I'm just like okay well I'm from the accountancy background so let's just go have you about this 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 and that's not to burst bubbles it's going that's the reality of what you're living in like that's what you're choosing to step into and it's if you think it's just as easy as setting up something which I think sometimes in the spiritual you think well I've learned this one now I'm just going to set it up it's like there's so many other foundational levels so that you can jump off it so much more stronger like that way like but a big part of it too is that we're so attached to that identity of it like we're so attached mm. to everything that we release rather than seeing it as something that's a separate energy to us like mm. do you know like and then if we're making things palatable to the outside world of course it's going to eventually drain us because we're not getting a chance to express who we truly are like do you know like so it's it's the willingness to do things differently it's the willingness to go almost against trends or be the setter off the trends and then leave them before they get too popular mm-hmm. do you know like but it's the willingness to again open the door and step outside like and do things differently like so it's how our it's to me it's like about how our energy is all tied up in that there do you know like that's about as you said like you know it's the the validation i get from it do you know like and i remember like i would say to people like you know if two people show up in your class you teach it like do you know, because otherwise you're saying to to the world and to the universe, well, that's not like that's not good enough. I need 30 people. So, yeah, I'm not going to bother. Like, I'm like, those two people that could change their entire life. Like, do you know, like when I first started working in this field, no matter if it was two people or 20 people in the classroom, I showed up like, mm. do you know, because in each stage you're learning too and you're practicing what you want to be your field of work, like no matter what it is like. And also being your authentic self in front of two sets of perceived judgmental eyes is a little easier than 30. 
in a way you know it's 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 lighter to find your footing when there are two people and it's like I just it can be more difficult as well because there's more intimacy in, in that sort of like a relationship as well rather than teaching app people but generally speaking you know the bigger the audience there is the greater the danger to to succumb to pleasing and we, we do you know we we've all this is not something new, you know, we've, we've had that, I think also collectively this conversation, we call it, you know, it's like, it's judgment, we call it out like uh, artists, singers, you know, and you go, oh, they've sold out, you know, but that, that's, that's, you know, it's not necessarily the person has sold out as such, but there's like, if you get to a certain level and everyone is actually in your management, it's very, very mm-hmm. difficult to hold against that, you know, like how often do we speak up in our families when we see truth need to be hold? How often do we speak up in the workplace? So it's, it's, it's the same there, but it's, it's something that has always existed. Like the, the, the tendency isn't new. And I think the courage when it comes to creativity and manifestation is really that of First of all, you have to relate to yourself in some sort of solid ground. Doesn't mean that you have to love everything about yourself, but there has to be a sense of like, you know who you are, what you're about at this point in time and like leave a bit of room that you may not have captured your whole magnificent Mm -hmm. self that you actually are. But some sort of self-connection because that's the only way when you step out and have a voice that that voice comes from that sense of self. But when we always define ourselves through others, when we step into a greater room, we do the same thing. And so we all are inherently creative. Like we cannot, like you're creating your day. You wake up and like the way, and creativity Mm -hmm. doesn't always have to be free flowing and big brush strokes and, you know, that sort of thing. Like creativity can also be planned out, you know, like how you decide what you do between eight and nine and nine and 10 and then five and six in the afternoon, that's your choice. And then sometimes when we chat to friends, there is quite actually a big difference what we're doing. So I always find I come back to the simple thing. Who are you? And then also to, to just seeing what you're already creating. Because it's much easier when you become aware of when you're already, when you're already creating and when you're noticing, oh my God, cooking a meal is creation. So when you're connecting to that, it's much easier to take that energy then and bring it onto a canvas or bring it into a business idea or bring it into a, a, a book that you want to write, you know, versus starting with like, I have no creativity. Like it's much harder to kind of get going from that place. So find those pockets where you're already, we're all doing something, you know. Once you get out of bed, you're doing something. And it's tissue up as you are in it, like. Yeah. Do you know, like I don't have to be in a, the the most greatest mood ever to sit and do whatever I enjoy doing. Like I don't have to be feeling very spiritual, sit down to do my self-practice. I don't have to be feeling full of love and light to go out on my walk or whatever it is, you know, like we put all these sort of limits already on the things mm. that maybe feed us and enjoy us because we're not in the right space. But the whole idea is that they are transformational spaces in themselves. Like, so if you light a candle and just sit with that with your cup of tea, like at your kitchen sink, even like, do you know, like that mm. can become that ritual that can become that act of creation. Like, mm. do you know, like it's not just when we're in the space, in the zone, like, do you know, like, because we need to step through the doorway sometimes to access that. Yeah, I had to learn that big time because I'm never in the zone. 
there's always like a level of more groundedness I feel I need to be or more clear in the mind or more yeah. m- more simplified or something like that over the years like you know to kind of actually sit down and and, and, and create some more worth but what I've also experienced is that when I do show up in my half-baked self you know if I you know what whatever is present and I just bring that into it the act of creation is actually also changing me mm. And we always think of creating as like something that's kind of, we exhale it out of us and it's just out there then for others. But whether it is making a cake, whether it is knitting, you know, a blanket, or whether it is teaching a yoga class or, you know, channeling through material or or singing a song, we're being transformed with it as well. And so it's this... I think that's what we're sometimes also forgetting. Mm. And I think that's like, watch what it does to you when you make your cup of coffee with mindfulness. So you're creating that cup of coffee, but watch how it changes just when you bring presence mm. to it. You know, if you if you pick up the guitar because you played as a kid and you're just like, going like I'm just going to give this another go, you know, like, like as you're playing with it, like even if it doesn't work out, just notice how you've changed between you sat down and when you get up. Things are different. If you're grumpy and you're in the grumpy meditation, and you're just totally grumpy and your mind is loud and you're just sitting there, but something still has changed. And so then creativity is not just something that we exhale out into the world, but it's also actually that transforms us deeply. Mm. And I think that's like a big thing for people to consider is like, do I only see it as something that is outside of me, something that I mm-hmm. put out in the world rather than the space that it actually creates for me? Because if you ask anybody who's like is an artist or who does a lot of creative stuff, like what, why they don't do it because, oh, I need to sell my paintings. Like it's like in that space, I access something different like Mm. in that space I get to access the emotions that are moving through me possibly I get to access spirit possibly if that's the way I see it I get to feel more into all of the beauty of life whatever it might be like but it is this place where you step into anything that you're doing it can become like a realm of transformation like Mm. rather than something just focused on I have to have an output a hundred percent and what just came to my mind there is just imagine just for a second we would just instead of segmenting off these are the creative people that we see out in the world and these are all the other people and I'm maybe one of the other people um, imagine just like thinking thinking of every human being as an artist thinking of every human being as a creator I mean that is a deep deep paradigm shift think of them as as that as your friend and then have that conversation with your friend. Like just notice how maybe your listening is changing, you know, when you define them as an artist, they're a creator, rather than just a your friend, you know, for 20 years and you're just having a quick chat. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a sense of how we see each other. I, I you know, I, I, I think I like working with, with paradigms and overall beliefs. Um, teaching yoga as well, we always kind of call it like the spinal column, you know, as if the spine is like, this this immovable <laughs> sort of fixture in our body and it's really interesting because like I personally always like never like like straight spine I'm like so your spine actually can't be straight <laughs> like that's curves by nature but anyway if it was completely straight you'd be sort of like in danger <laughs> I, I, I get where I get where the point <laughs> comes and you have 30 people in class and you're like you know you know I need to address everyone it's, it's sort of a middle of the road like you know but I think what people really mean is like elongate your spine 
but that's not the point but like we all live in this idea we've learned anatomy in school we have a rib cage a cage it's like you keep a bird in a cage right you you, you prisoners are in cage so think about what that does to how you perceive you can breathe if you that picture lives in the back of your mind and a spinal column and you can see where people walk in and then when you do one-on-one work or when you work with people like when we worked in a retreat over like a whole week and we start shifting that paradigm and kind of going like you know just think of your spine more like a snake and it takes a while it doesn't for some it drops right away but for some it takes a little while like for me personally it took way long to kind of re sort of paradigm that in my mind but you move differently you know you 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 embody yourself differently and so that's also like pulling the labels off but if you're labeling other people in that way as well that's just my friend that's just a teacher of my kid that's just this you know imagine or maybe play it out what would happen just for a week of thinking of them as creative beings and just watch how the interactions change what you learn from them how you step up to meet them we tend to be a little more respectful for that because what it means is just very similar to imagining your spinal column as a snake what we do essentially, we acknowledge the aliveness that's within us, whether it's physical aliveness, there's movability, or whether it's the aliveness in someone else, right? Because when we label that just a school teacher of my child, it's like a fixed position. We kind of take the aliveness out of that person. But if we think of a person actually as a manifester, as a creator, we invoke start thinking of one and each other that we're organic beings that nothing is set in stone we're constantly unfolding Mm -hmm. and sometimes we need to see it in others so we can allow ourselves to feel that too Mm. Mm. so my dear i think that's a really nice note to leave it on so it is for people to ponder that and take that into their week ahead and carry it in their hearts And as always, we appreciate you taking the time to join us today and we look forward to connecting with you next week. So step gently into the week ahead and feed that creativity uh, that is alive within you and begin to see it within yourself and then check in maybe next week when we come back together and see how you are with it. So enjoy. And as always, um, if you want to leave us a little review or little star things on wherever you listen to the podcast, we deeply appreciate it. It just helps with the visibility. And thank you. I've got a few emails the last week from a few people regarding the podcast and how to support them. So it's been great to hear that there as well. Um, I'm so happy to hear that it helps you go gentle with yourself, which I think is really beautiful. So Mm -hmm. take care and we'll see you next week. Thank you, BB. Bye, everybody. Mm -hmm. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosalie McNally and BB Dallin. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdallman.com and thethirstysoul.com. Mm-hmm.